Welcome to Network Spotlight, where I showcase some of the brightest professionals in crypto. I'm your host, Mikhail. Working in blockchain security, I meet amazing people every day, and I want to share my community with you. Today, I have Miss V, who's got her hands on multiple projects. We talked about the perception of crypto in Vietnam and Singapore, as well as women in crypto and how crypto is disrupting the banking system. I really enjoyed my conversation with Miss V, and I think you will as well. It's important to note that the opinions expressed within this content are solely of the speakers, and none of this information should be treated as financial advice. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you too. Okay, yeah. I just needed to get the uh, my headset plugged into the microphone. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so how's work today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got my uh, I got my lights going. I got my uh, microphone set up. You know, a little bit of technical issues, but you know, we're making it work. I decided to do this on Zoom because um, when I used to do a podcast before, it was just really easy for me to get the audio okay. and the uh, the video, and it was just the easier way for me to. Um, to do the editing so that's why i decided to switch it up a little bit but uh yeah thanks for joining me this is what like twice in one week i'm so lucky (laughs) (laughs) it's my honor i mean it's my pleasure too i mean you you have been busy and now it's already uh 9 p.m i think yeah yeah you know crypto never sleeps so (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly crypto never sleeps yeah yeah so yeah appreciate you joining me i know we we talked about um you know having a more in-depth conversation uh this is something that i've been wanting to put together for for the guys in the in the in the networking group and when i say guys i mean everybody right uh and um yeah, I wanted to do this type of uh, spotlight to kind of showcase some of the talent within this networking group, because I feel like there's a lot of talent here. And uh, I want to make sure that uh, everybody else outside of the networking group gets to gets to experience that and see that. So with that said, uh, do you want to give everybody a quick introduction about who you are, what you do? Right. Well, uh, thank you, McAllen, once again. And I think our um, can you hear me? Just I can. Yep. Okay. Okay. Sure. So, uh, I mean, uh, thank you very much for hosting this uh, podcast and also the networking group. I think it is a very nice to see uh, different people, um, you know, coming from a different background and, and in the crypto space. So uh, basically, my name is V and I'm actually I'm a Vietnamese, but I've been um, staying in Singapore for the last 14 years. And now I just moved to the United States uh, for about eight months now. Um, so I am currently I'm, I'm running a, a project as a community leader, um, you know, as a robo inu, as a, one of the meme coin. Um, but, um, you know, we are trying to do something uh, very um, uh, innovative and also very fintech related um, that the cross-border transfer that trying to disrupt the banking and financial services. Okay, so can you can you tell me a little bit more about what you're doing to disrupt the the financial and banking system? Because obviously, a lot of people that have heard about crypto know that it has the potential to do those things, right? 
But can you go in a little bit more detail in terms of what exactly happens? Like, how can this actually occur? Okay. I mean, uh, that is a very good question. And uh, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of millennials now, they kind of like have a lot of exposure to the uh, crypto space. And um, some people, maybe the older generation might kind of like have a mindset that, you know, cryptocurrency is a scam. Um, but I myself being, uh, you know, in the millennial and uh, I'm having working in the tech and a startup related company for the last eight years of my career, um, I realized that, you know, um, um, the uh, financials industry has been uh, very, very innovative. I just like the big tech companies like Apple, uh, Google, or, you know, Alibaba, it has can come out with a different kind of, uh, you know, uh, fintech products. So what we are doing here is we are trying to, um, you know, uh, do the cross-border transfer um, because based on the experience of the people that are living over sees that we always transfer money home. I mean, like, let's say, for example, if I stay in the United States and I want to send money to my parents in Vietnam, I have to use PayPal or Western Union or even go through a broker you know, like a, a middleman in between. And, um, you know, so I, I have to transfer USD and then the other end is going to receive the Vietnamese dong or whatever the currency that in the other end from the recipient. So that was when the came about the idea of um, this, um, the product, one of the product that we are developing right now, um, Robo Wallet. So um, we thought of, you know, we want to close the gaps between uh, crypto and the fiat money and also to promote the awareness that um, to the uh, society out there that actually cryptocurrency is not a scam. And uh, also um, to, to let the community, I mean, the people outside there, um, you know, uh, knowing that, you know, actually cryptocurrency can be much more than that, you know, and that will be the futures. So um, that is the um, what we are trying to do and, and, and why we are saying that it's going to be disrupting the financial banking services um, because uh, we want to bypass the broker. We want to replace um, the platform like, um, you know, uh, Western Union or, or the people like PayPal. I mean, because um, they are only talking about cash to cash. But for us here, we are talking about crypto to cash, which is fiat money. And because we have already or have uh, some sort of like uh, financial advisor um, who's uh, working um, from the back end as well. Um, so um, we're going to develop a product where it's flexible enough so that we can do the API integrations where we can push the data out and also pull the data in. So that is a interesting. So, so it sounds to me by being able to transfer crypto, you're, as you said, you're minimizing you're getting rid of the middleman and therefore it's quicker, it's cheaper, right? Exactly, exactly. It's quicker, cheaper, and also safer. Um, in that perspective that, you know, um, because you, you don't have to wait and because cryptocurrency has been 24-7. Um, so uh, that means that, um, you know, um, and easier for, for the parents because the parents outside there, they have been um, using the traditional way of sending money to their children if the children are studying overseas, for example. Um, but then the millennial have a very high exposure to the crypto space. So so if uh, we, you know, so this kind of product is going to bring, um, you know, the, the, the mindsets of the bridge, the, 
to close the gap between the thinking of the parents and also the young people. And that is sort some, some sort of somehow kind of like promote the awareness about cryptocurrency as well. So not just about um, the product that we are developing, but in the crypto space in general. So that is, I think that that is something that is going to be very, you know, very human uh, from that um, a value perspective, uh, you know, apart from being a disruptor in the industry itself. Well, you mentioned Vietnam, you mentioned Singapore, and I believe that those two countries are very innovative when it comes to crypto. How is it in the mainstream world in Vietnam and Singapore, meaning the older generation? Are they have they heard about crypto? Are they understanding? Are the younger folks trying to explain to them? Are they getting it? What's going on there? Right, well, it's a very interesting that you brought up this point. Uh, I mean, let's say, for example, my parents, I mean, um, they are not a strong advocate of cryptocurrency investment, um, you know, um, because of the um, the, the hearsay or the pre-notion uh, pre that, you know, cryptocurrency is a scam. So they are very uh, afraid of, you know, investing into that type of assets rather than, you know, um, property or maybe gold, for example. So um, because I'm a bit then when I stay in the United States here, um, the kind of like the mentality kind of like shift a little bit, which is a uh, younger uh, people or younger generation or even the older generation, this kind of like, you know, very open-minded about uh, cryptocurrency and even parents are encouraging the children to invest into crypto. So I think um, if, if, if this kind of a product that it's a very real, it brings out the real utility of the token or, you know, um, the real user case, then it kind of some, somehow gonna change them. And because it's very real and also uh, it helped them to facilitate the um, the payment platform. And, you know, if they want to transfer money to somewhere and they actually see the product and how it works. So that could be something that, you know, a game changes and also help them to, you know, to have a different kind of perspective towards the crypto space are they getting any kind of pushback from the government at all or is it just more of a knowledge gap well i think our uh, a small as a knowledge gap and um, i mean in terms of the government um, maybe the government is not like you know uh, promoting um kind of like okay less um like it's just like in the united states how the people laws or the enforcement um to the uh, crypto space or the taxations and things like that in, in singapore or even in vietnam like what i know of there's no taxations for the crypto investment at all mm-hmm. So th- this this project that you're working on, I mean, there's so many different aspects that you have to be concerned about, right? There's obviously the security part of it. There's the value proposition, you know, getting the, you know, building the credibility with the community. There's a lot of things that you have to worry about. Where did you build those skills to under- have an understanding of what needs to be done? Well, it's a very a very good question. I really, I um, you know, I'm very happy that you actually brought up this um, you know, these questions. Um, so uh, initially when we started uh, building this project, it's kind of like very difficult, um, you know, um, to uh, to bring out the ideas to the community. Um, so what we did was um, you know, kind of like have this kind of conversation with the community, um, you know, uh, on the uh, weekly basis to kind of like to 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 explain to them how it works and 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 the 
good thing is some of the older generation, like the OG people, you know, the, those that are already investing in the crypto space for so long and kind of like they have a children's or they have, a, um, you know, um, they are young parents and they have a children studying abroad and that is the kind of they have been using western union or they have using the bank to transfer money so they kind of like understand and able to relate to what we are trying to tell them and also because of the fact that you know some people also you know if they um kind of like traveling and and they want to um to, to convert the cryptocurrency to a different um, um you know a different currency in that particular country then they kind of like relate to, to what we are trying to explain to them and also um, in terms of security wise um, you know uh, of course um, part of the um, you know of the project itself the token needs to be audited and for us here uh, we have to constantly uh, to be updated with what is going out there in the market like what is going on in the financial fintech industry or whatever that you know that the big guy like Sudi is doing I mean in terms of security because uh, I myself coming from the tech background that I sell solutions um, for the commercials or, you know, commercials oil and gas trading. So um, compliance, risk compliance is something that play a very, very critical part in any commercial negotiations. So um, likewise for the crypto space, um, when it comes to security, it definitely it play a very, very huge part. Um, so uh, we have done, you know, a couple of KYC with a third body and also, you know, with the com contract perspective, we need to ensure that it's being audited. And, and from the legal perspective as well. So it's just that, you know, uh, we have not go to the stage whereby um, we bring in, you know, the legal firm um, that have expertise in terms of the payment or the regulation. So, so that is also something that we are working from the back end as well. So um, in terms of the product, the brief product itself, when, when the product is going to go live, that we have to go into the security auditing. And of course, uh, we also have to think about, um, you know, apart from the security, auditing of the, the product itself, what need what else needs to be done. And that's why we have to constantly, you know, talk to the people in the industry, um, you know, whether um, they're coming from a different project or they are coming from the different perspective, like people like yourself, um, you know, working in the security space or the other people that come in from the, you know, a different uh, legal perspective. So that is how we can actually understand uh, what is going on outside there because what happened right now might change tomorrow or even the day after. So, so if we don't don't have that kind of you know uh, open mindset and that kind of networking uh, capability then it's going to be um you know we are going to be stay stagnant so that's what I, I thought about yeah and you know you touched on a lot of different points there the security uh getting engaged with the community you talked about uh, the legal side as well uh, you're obviously really big in networking. I mean, you were very quick to jump into the networking group that you know we created here, and I'm sure you probably have other contacts as well that have been very supportive in your process. I mean, what's what's been the key? Like, where did you get that skill? Because I feel like networking it's a skill. It's not something that just naturally comes to people. Where did you develop that? How did that come about? 
Well, uh, very interesting. I mean, uh, because I myself, I have been living abroad for since I was 14 years old. So, um, you know, uh, I um, because of the fact that I can speak trilingual, so I can speak, I mean, apart from English, I can speak Mandarin and also Vietnamese. So, uh, so I have been uh, traveling a lot um, uh, for my work when I was in Asia, in Singapore, because I took care of the Asia Pacific region. So I've been traveling around and, you know, uh, talking to people and uh, attending events and conferences. I mean, when you first started uh, this kind of career, this kind of profession, definitely you are not a professional. You are just an, an you know, an amateur that whereby, you know, you don't know anything a bit um, because I always embrace the spirit of that, you know, we, we have to keep learning from things outside from other people. And that's how, um, you know, when you, you talk to people or even you go for a, a sales presentations, it could be today you might not be able to close the deal but if you have to try again so so the same thing for networking if uh, we have to go beyond our comfort zone you know uh, we have to uh, talk to people um, you know it, it's not about uh, networking just because we need something but rather than you know networking we have to understand that networking is about sharing of knowledge so let's say for example I'm coming from the oil and gas trading and yourself you are coming from the security background or you know the blockchains and expert then if that kind of conversation that can be triggered then how is it going to be interlinked and also connecting to, to to one another because at the end of the day i is I'm, I'm, I'm a strong advocate of collaborations and partnerships so uh, with that you know we can actually connect the dot so so that is how um you know it can make this society become more powerful you know, one of the reasons why I created this networking group is something that you touched on. You, you mentioned sharing of knowledge. That's one of the big components of networking. And when I created this, this networking group, you know, I wanted to do it with the intent of giving, right? Because I'm a firm believer that that's what ultimately is going to give you reward, right? And I and I quickly realized when I came into this industry that because it is so fast paced, that people tend to naturally, you know, with good intention, I'm sure, but naturally, they tend to gravitate, gravitate towards what's in it for them, right? Versus what's in it for the other person that they're, that they're talking to. And that's something that I, you know, I have to be honest, like I've had to check myself at the door. I've had to do a self audit on myself. <laughs> I had to evaluate myself to make sure, you know, what is the intent? Why am I doing this? Is this for my own personal gain? I'm sure we all want some type of gain from networking, right? But we always have to keep in the forefront of our minds that we have to do it with the intent of helping the other people and have that patience that ultimately it'll make you happy one way or another. Exactly. I think um, you brought up a very, very strong point um, that, you know, are helping one another um, because I myself, when I came into the industry, like, um, I mean, for work, for example, more for my career or professions, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not fortunate enough to have the kind of mentor. So, um, you know, you figure your way out and instead of like you go from A to Z, now you have to go one 
big round, you know, like instead of if you have uh, somebody that getting the relevant knowledge or the relevant kind of, uh, you know, uh, department or relevant uh, person to go to, then you don't have to go big round. So it's the same thing for, uh, that's what I, I feel uh, so strong about the, the community uh, in, in the crypto space. I mean, like what we call on Twitter is city, right? So the crypto space, um, even though people are just, you know, by tweeting, or doing something out there on the social media page, but you know they kind of like just anonymous, but kind of like helping one another. So, so this is something that you know the see that the community itself are bringing a very strong value of being human, and 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 for the networking uh, group that uh, created by yourself, I think it is something that very very valuable, um, because if thinking from a very high level perspective, you know, like if you are running a company or you are running a new project that has a lot of things that you don't know. I mean, it's not about you having a lot of money to, to, to fund the token or it's not about because it's it more on about the directions, you know. So instead of like, let's say, for example, now you are driving from uh, LA in from California to LA to uh, San Diego. So there is actually um, that route. But if you don't have uh, the correct network, you know, you couldn't have a correct or person um, to attend to them properly, it, that journey is going to take you like five hours instead of two hours. So and instead of that, you can actually save that time and do something else maybe you can save that time to spend time with your loved one your families so i i, I think that bringing a very strong community spirit in that perspective and also um you know also uh, let the people outside there that knowing that actually in the crypto space there are actually a lot of people are willing to give back to the community yeah, and, that, and that's a uh, it's that's refreshing to hear because you know you always hear about the bad stories, right? A lot of the bad stories make the media, but <laughs> I feel like unless you're inside the actual community, you can see that there's a lot of good that is actually happening. Yeah. Now, exactly. now speaking of the community, I, I there's something that I have to ask. So I. This 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 group that I created, and we've got about fifty five people in there right now. Yeah, around. And I just want to address the elephant in the room: that majority of these people just hap just so happen to be men. And then there's you <laughs> and Zoe, of course. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> do, you, I mean, do you think that's a do you think that's a representation of what's happening in crypto, or do you think that is just a weird scenario? Like, what what do you think is is, is happening right now uh, well, in the space? Right. Um. So basically, or my thought is, you know, or is a very crypto space is a very male dominated environment. It's just like um the profession that I'm in. Um, you know, when I has been in in oil and gas trading, commodity trading, or those that investment banking. That's a lot of male as well. So I'm not sure whether because of the male has more you know logical thinking is better than women, or because of coming to the trading or investment male tend to be, you know, thinking more in terms of the financial perspective that male always be in the head of the family or, or I, I don't know, but I just feel that, you know, or because of the fact that, you know, um, um, uh, or, or because of the, the women outside there, um, they are kind of like, they are not 
open up or maybe they are not maybe they are shy they are not wanting to speed up or to connect with the people uh, outside there um that's why the uh, the appearance or the presence outside there is not very obvious so uh, or visible so I, I think that you know um this networking group it, it could be something that you know this kind of conversation is kind of like or maybe it can encourage the groomer outside there uh who can you know who can be um more outspoken uh, or contributing i mean some people are just happy of being a silent supporter or become something that you know are behind the screen meaning that they just want to be anonymous um influencer or, or somebody that the leader in the space where you know they can just name themselves okay um you know crypto women i mean so and so on on, on the influencer space uh to, to to help the community to guide the community rather than appear on the screen uh, like now just to talk to the community so i i think um you know so, so some people might have that kind of perception and that's why um you know we feel that um the industry has been very male dominated which i believe so so i'm not sure whether in the networking group out there of uh, some of the people are the ceo or the ceo out there they kind of like have uh, the supporting day or uh, as women that needs to be fired up yeah and i think as crypto develops right now we've got nfts we've got web3 metaverse I, i know i'm using a lot of buzzwords here but obviously there's a lot of uh evolvement going on right now in this technology uh, it's it's evolving very rapidly and i'm starting to see a more diverse group of people in in the space uh and also when i go to conferences uh, i don't know if you've been to any conferences right now you know we've got eth denver going on and uh, I'm feeling a lot of FOMO about not not going to the event, but that's that's a different <laughs> story. But I'm starting to see a lot more of a diverse group, which which is very refreshing to see. Um, I want to see this place that this space continue to uh, diversify. Yeah, I think I think um, you know uh, I, I I hope that you know, and that's what I have been promoting to the community as well. Um, because um, you know, um, we need to have that kind of autonomy or or the kind of like you know, or want to make the difference or want to make an impact to this um the community outside there. Because I mean, the crypto space is so huge. Or uh, but um, you know, if, if the people who want to step up and who want to do something different, I think it is a very minimal. Event. I mean, uh, because of, of something that, you know, a lot of people, are, uh, I mean, because the crypto space has been very, very, um, you know, it can be very, very volatile. You know, you your portfolio can be like a 1000% up today, but it can go down like 200% or even 500%. So that kind of volatility, it, it could be something that, you know, uh, become something that make the people take a step backward from that kind of investment um, and that's why um you know they might not uh, have that kind of courage or, or because of the knowledge or the understanding so i think um this kind of network that we have right now um you know or, or the type of conferences that um the crypto space has been the eth denver i mean i have not been to any conferences that related to crypto space but um in terms of my career i do attend a lot of uh, conferences um in terms of the global scale 
scale. See, I, I feel that, you know, um, going out to all these kind of conferences and by networking with these people, you can actually um, just by talking to them and, and just a normal conversation, you can actually take away something very meaningful from your, from your the career or from even the project that you are doing. Yeah, I agree. You know, my first event was uh, uh, Bitcoin in uh, 2021, Miami. And uh, I want to say they had like a record number of people and the amount of knowledge in one place. I mean, you can definitely, if if you have the right intention, you can make a lot of great connections. The challenging part is to really have engaging conversations, right? You can make the connection, but it's really up to you to then take the initiative, schedule a call, kind of like what we're doing here, right? Just having a virtual call and really get to know each other on a more deeper level because that ultimately will translate to more success. You learn more, you have more success, you bring more value to others, which ultimately is what makes this uh, very satisfying for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I mean, um, you know, or it's just like for a, a salesperson when you go out for networking, but if or after the conference you don't want to talk to these people, then all this is it, it, it will never become a relationship at all. And, and and at the end of the day, um, you know, it needs two hands to clap. Um, you know, um, so our uh, and and of course, um, uh, this kind of thing, uh, we, we 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 have to, and 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 like what you mentioned, right? The web three or the NFT, the metaverse. I mean, this all this concept is so new into the the crypto space right now. That uh, what exactly that uh, the web three is gonna be like, and how is it gonna transform? How is it gonna be innovate the entire crypto space, or even the NFT, the metaverse, and and things like that, and and all. I mean, back then a day, you talk about DeFi, like DeFi 3, DeFi 1, 2, and, and things like that. So all this uh, terminology, it could be something that very overwhelming if uh, we don't uh, equip ourselves with the relevant knowledge. So I think um, this kind of uh, networking um, group that we have right now, um, you know, within the, this uh, around uh, 50 people also, I think is a very meaningful platform where people can contribute to how to grow this um, community together um, whether if you know you're taking this knowledge from somebody and grow your community and 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 that slowly it become contagious so that is how um you know uh, the whole community can gain knowledge together now i i have to ask so crypto obviously moves extremely fast and you're obviously heavily invested in it both by time and perhaps maybe even financially how do you stay sane? Because obviously, if, if you let it, it'll eat you up alive. Do you have a specific schedule? Like, do you try to go to sleep at a specific time? Do you try to get exercise? Like, well, I, I think I think um because uh, at the end of the day it comes down to what we call passions. Um so it just like whenever I do something, I have a lot of passion for it. It's just like my my career, my my profession, my work, so, or even for the crypto space. Um, because I like to talk to people who have a crazy ideas, you know, like you know, just try to think um something out of the box 
and um and and of course uh, i mean to stay sane of course uh i i i, I do I, I love food so i always go out and enjoy you know like those some um, very nice food and night night restaurant and because i i like to enjoy myself or like after uh, a long working hours uh, and i do play golf so uh you know go networking with these people and 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 sometimes i mean because of this covid 19 so we we can't travel so uh so, so this kind of thing you know uh, it really depends on how you take it and 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 i mean uh, from the the you know i go to the gyms and then so i i, I don't take things very seriously a bit sometimes we, we we need to you know kind of like to relax ourselves and but if sometimes that it come down from passions or or you know even career the same thing you know if maybe you can i mean the company is paying me like let's say for example um let's say if you are earning about a hundred thousand per year but if you are you are motivated because of the money then someday that kind of passion will die down as well you know that kind of drive that you want to go to the office is going to die down as well uh, but if you are motivated uh, not because of the money but because of the passion that you have for the industry the passion that you have for the people and that the, the passion that you have for your own product that you know you believe that okay this product is gonna help the community help the people outside help your client help the company you are you, you believe that you have this kind of you know your expertise your profession gonna help the people outside there make an impact and connect the dots then it's something that you know it motivated you and you will do with a lot of uh, satisfactions and, and a lot of happiness so that's what i believe very well put v absolutely i agree you got to have passion for the space because it's a lot of hard work uh and so if you're not passionate about it it's going to be a long road absolutely where can uh where can the community find you where where can you be contacted well, uh, my community it always can talk to me on Telegram or on LinkedIn, you know, or even on Twitter. Sometimes I will just tweet and sharing all the articles and things like that. You know, I, I try to, um, you know, whatever that I know from my workplace, like, because if I sell the solution to banking and the compliance company, uh, and because of my work, I always talk to the CTO or the CEO or the CEO level because the decision maker in order for me to close the deal, right? So um, when talking to these people, I mean, uh, I, I will not try to feel intimidated. I mean, because of being very young in the industry, like only eight years of experience, but I will try to uh, think it from a different angle. Like when I talk to them, you know, um, embracing the spirit of that, I'm going to gain something from talking to these people so that it made me feel less intimidated of uh, being a very young people in the industry or in, even in my career. So that was when I'm, I'm talking to them and they're gonna give me some sort of knowledge about the product, the industry. Of course, I'm the product expert because I'm the one that the salesperson, but uh, because of their experience, it could be something that the input for me to improve my own product. So, so this kind of analogies, you know, that kind of perceptions, it, it could uh, help me a lot in my career or even in running a project so i will share with 
my own community uh, about these things. Um, you know, when I'm actually talking to these people and then I'm going to wrap those things in a very nice message and then I'm going to deliver that to the, my community in, in that, you know, concept or that kind of perspective. Because I feel that, you know, um, I don't know everything, um, but if by sharing with them, maybe they will know something and they go share it back to me and then I bring it back and make it become mine. So that is when I learn something. Yeah, feedback is extremely important in order to create the best possible product, right? So that's that's a very good mentality to have. I'll include some links in the description. So that way, if anybody wants to get in touch with V, they can certainly do so. V, thank you so much. You are just full of knowledge and I appreciate you sharing that with uh, the community today. Right, thank you so much, Mikhail. I think uh, you has been, you know, uh, being there. Uh, I mean, even though you are representing Sudik or that you are always doing it out of your free time. I, I think um, this kind of, uh, you know, um, the industry, we need a lot of people like yourself um, so that, you know, uh, and I believe I have a very strong conviction that, um, you know, this kind of podcast is going to go live, then uh, it's going to attract more and more, you know, uh, passionate people to join in and uh, would like to make a difference to the community outside there thank you so much thank you